friends, welcome to the audio journal, checking in a whole almost month later because like I said in the beginning, consistency is not really my thing, but it's something I'm working on. As I have said over and over again, working on it, which means I'm getting more and more into bullet journaling. And I'm really excited because this journal is just coming along so beautifully. Um, I'm almost regretful that I did not uh, go out of my way to make it start in December, but at the same time I'm not regretful because I feel like this was the wisest decision to do. So far, I have gotten well over 20 pages done on this bad boy. It has an index on the very last page because I'm not one of those put it in the front people. Mostly because I changed my mind a lot and it just feels right putting it in the back. My first page is this beautiful tarot card that I drew of the magician because I am focusing on the magician for the next year. I'm really proud of her. I drew her at first it was going to be in red or white style and then it kind of transformed into a more final, more cultural representation because that felt right. So I put that on the page along with a whole bunch of washi tape that I got for this journal. And then I cut part of it out, not the card, but the page itself. So the card is laying on the page. And when you turn it in the next page, it reveals a 2020 logo along with the key for this journal. When you turn it again, there's a quote that says those who don't believe in magic will never find it and it's accompanied the page that says that this is the year of the magician for me and what I want out of this year which is really that my skills and ability manifest success success growth and positive changes in my life throughout 2021 and that all the things that go in the arch- archetype of this card are things that I really want to flourish, which is why I chose it. The next two pages is spacing and theming, because I thought it'd be a really great idea. So far, uh, I don't regret it. I think that's one of the things that I was definitely scared of is that I would come to regret the decision to like set these things up but I don't they were great ideas my next two pages are goals goals are pretty much what's kept me together in the last five years as I've figured out adulthood and I didn't even realize it until this year at the end of November when I was going through my 2020 journal just checking all these things off like oh yeah I did that oh yeah I like that made me feel really good but also it made me realize that it helped to set up for my own success you know so next year, I have saving goals. I, I want to get a license. I want to apply and get a translation tag. Something I really... I've been trying to do this for years. And I'm not... I'm not going to say I haven't done it. But like... It's not to the point where I feel comfortable saying, I did it. It's definitely better now. And that's establish a morning routine. I have identified a morning routine. But I haven't really... I don't feel on a personal level that it's established. So I would love to go forward and 
do a better job with that in 2021. Um, I also have goals like I want to make the Dean's List again, even if it's just one semester. I did that this year, it made me feel really great and even. Um, the past two semesters I didn't get it, I just got it the first spring semester. And even though I didn't get it in the preceding semesters, it made me feel better. It made me feel okay with just passing. As weird as it might sound, it's just the things that that help you, you know? I also want to paint 12 paintings every year. Um, I've noticed I paint about 25, and when I say paint, I don't mean like big paintings, I mean small paintings, and so I really want to keep that consistency. I want to take a trip somewhere, I don't know where. Um, my partner knows that I really want to go to uh, Ma Baker's house, because that's not very far away. And I really love history. I also want to go to the gardens in downtown Orlando. And I'd really love to go see St. Augustine. So out of those three things, anything is okay with me. I just have to find the time to do them, you know? Establish a workout routine. That's another one of my goals. Um... That's one that I've recently started reading the bullet journal method and it has me reconsidering what, how to start that, so to speak. But when we get to the habits page I made, we'll talk about a little bit how I am sort of thinking how to get around my own obstacle built for that. Then the other things are uh, make time for experiences. I got that particular goal from watching a Shelby YouTube video. And I love her videos because they're very inspirational and they're very, uh, they're, they're nice to watch. They make you feel good. I don't, this might sound mean, but like I don't find her videos out of, like, I don't learn big things from her videos, but I do feel that they give me perspective, which is important in my opinion, because five people can say the same thing. It's the one that you understand best that matters at the end of the day. And that's kind of the situation going on with minimalism slash mindfulness YouTube is that a lot of them tend to repeat each other. But it's kind of who resonates the best with you, you know? It's where you get your message and a lot of how Michelle B chooses to phrase things, uh, I really appreciate. One of the problems I personally have with that part of YouTube is that it's a lot of people with a lot of privilege and a lot of money. Sometimes saying very careless things. And in the scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But on a personal note, what I'm going to invest in and what I'm going to watch are things that take that into consideration when they're talking about other people's needs and things like that. So I really like her for that. Her, I know best dress isn't considered a like intentional person or, or like category, but I do really enjoy Ashley and, Be and Best Dress, Lavender, um, Lavender's on and off for me, really. Uh, what's another one? Oh, R Rowena. I don't remember what her YouTube's called, or it, it might just be called Rowena in her last name. Love, she's another one that, wording-wise, I think would hit closer than even Michelle B. Going back to the actual, actual goal, the, the wording of it came from Michelle B, just because I feel like 
sometimes I don't look at everything as these wonderful experiences that they absolutely are and should be considered as. And I thought that was a great way to really encompass my time with my friends and my family and all the experiences I get to have at a really wonderful job. And by really wonderful job, let me paraphrase that with at times really wonderful. Uh, I oftentimes say over and over again, a corporation is a corporation and they will do what's necessary for the money first, not so much that's necessary for everybody else. And in that way, there are times where I love my job and there are times where my job isn't the best. That is the truth. But they, I do have some wonderful experiences from time to time and I feel like this goal lets me reflect on that and appreciate it more. Then my last two goals are literally see a dentist and make a dental plan. I have a massive gap in my teeth and I have always wanted to get it fixed and I want to start making the plans to doing that this year. I want to see where I can go with this. And those are literally it for my uh, 2021 goals. I have some Instead of doing one-year, two-year, three-year goals, um, I do one-year, three-year, five, and ten. But for this journal, because I don't know how consistent I'm going to be, even though I'm really trying to be, instead of sitting down and writing one-year, two years, I literally wrote the year. So my 2021 goals, my 2024 goals, my 2026 goals, and my 2031 goals. Now obviously that means if I'm still using this journal because I totally sucked at consistency this year, I will be writing a new goals page for 2022, but I won't have to reiterate so much of this because hopefully these goals don't change, these goals get longer. So for example, my 2024 goals, which is my three-year goals, there's quite a bit there. I have earn a degree, save for a deposit, start a a bachelor's program. I'm actually really close to earning my associate's degree right now, but of course we can't always predict the future. So if I don't earn it this coming year, I will still hit my next goal for the next three years in earning a degree at some point. (laughs) That's the hope anyway. Um, By 2024 in three years, I want to maintain a healthy weight. I am starting to incorporate some smaller activities to get myself to start to lose weight but also like I I'm hoping that in the next three years I'm going to work through this the next year feels like there's going to be a whole lot because the education program that covers my education from work is changing so I have a lot of Uh, classes that I'm going to be taking in this year because it is going to be the best way for me going forward to earn my degree once I switch to the bachelor's because I'm not changing schools. The school and my advising team was like, look, your employer has changed what they're doing for bachelor's. So if you take all these courses now, when you go for your bachelor's, you can go at the pace the employer has set, which is really a part-time to half-time. If you don't know what half-time is, half-time is basically you, you're you not a full-time student, but you're a little bit higher than a part-time student. It's literally what you call someone taking three classes. It's half-time. 
So uh, my employer has restricted all of us to being half-time students if we're going for our bachelor's, similar with master's degrees. So by taking a couple extra courses every semester, instead of just the ones I'm missing now, I can go half-time for the next two years and be successful in getting my degree on time. And I'm excited about that because that does mean that, yeah, I have a really big course load. And as far as all my semesters are concerned, the semester that I had the largest course load last year, or, or this year, is the one I made Dean's list. So I'm hoping that's going to be a positive thing going forward. And that when I do go to halftime status for my bachelor's, it means I'm going to have more time to really do well in these classes because I will be taking a lot less classes than I'm used to. Um, other things I'm looking forward to trying to do in the next three years is maintain a healthy hobby balance. Yeah, it sounds funny. It's because it is. And I recognize it's a funny way of saying be healthier with my obsessions, but, um, it's something that I noticed myself doing, not something anybody else has mentioned, but like I will paint nonstop for two months and then I'll drop it and play video games for three months and then I'll drop that and I'll do nothing but read for two months. It's like I have a self-control problem where I love something so much I just have to do it until I'm completely burnt out on it and don't want to look at it again for at least a year. And that's not really healthy. And it doesn't really help with consistency. And like, I do have clinical depression and sometimes these things do correlate with a manic swing. And overall, it would just be healthier for me to focus on breaking that. Manic, uh, manic swings have been really helpful for me in terms of getting a buttload of homework done in the span of a week or two, but that's like as far as that helpfulness goes. Um, so I want to really work in the next three years with being better with that. Uh, and the last thing at the moment that I want to work on in the next three years is building an internet income. Uh, whether that's setting up a Redbubble to sell things, which I did set up a Redbubble recently because, um, or not recently, but I never really used it. Uh, but for one of my finals, being the above and beyond person that I am, I chose to write about Zorro, and it was for a folklore class that I absolutely loved and low-key thought about being a folklorist afterwards, but um, part of folklore is that everybody gets to add to it in a different way, so I drew this really cool um, Zorro silhouette of Joaquin Murieta, and on the bottom, I gave it a font that said, Folk Tales Never Die. I believe that's what it said. Yeah, folk, folklore, folk tales never die. And I put it up and I submitted it for a review from the Zorro company just to have that seal of approval. And I included that in my uh, final presentation about why folklore is important and how it continuously gives to society as a whole, whether it's just a small story or preserving parts of historical stories. And so that was fun, but like, I would like to be more consistent with my artwork and possibly lend that to becoming an actual small income generation. In the next five years, I literally have four goals right now, and that is I want to be fully trilingual. At the moment, I speak Spanish, English, 
and I I'm at a stage where I'm comfortable with Portuñón but the goal is to really learn Portuguese so um, that's something I'm going to be working on in the next five years become more fluent in Portuguese I would love to own a home in the next five years I would love to have two degrees an associate's and a bachelor's and after that the last goal it's going to sound really dumb but it's consider life basically um, I want to take the time to reconsider my life 2026 is when I'll be turning 35 and really examining what I want you know how I want it is it what I want all that jazz I literally have nothing written for my 10 year goals because um, I found out I can't really see that far I don't really know right now what those goals are going to be but as I think about them through the year um, I might add things so I've left that blank, that space blank and throughout the year as things change I might cross things out I might add new things my one year goals are already really really packed so I don't see that changing but things that I want in three to five years that can change that can change a whole lot Moving on from goals throughout my new bullet journal, I have a vision self page. It's both pages. One is 2020, the other page is 2021. So for 2020, I drew myself in my current uniform at work with a mic because that's pretty much 95% of what I do. And I kind of wrote a mix of how I was feeling. Um, a lot of the things that I went through this year and it's kind of crazy but like it was very therapeutic drawing and writing this because last year was not a good year 2020 and 2019 were terrible years for me. Uh, I believe I already mentioned this, but like I was targeted at work. I I did a lot of fighting for my right to exist. It was not great. Um, and then, of course, with COVID, a lot has happened. I've lost several family members. I've lost several friends. I um, have had quite a few family friends that have committed suicide. It's not been great on that respect, but also um, I went to a couple... I put this in blue. I also color-coded my experiences specifically. So, like, some of them are colored blue for not so great memories um one of them is colored blue is that I went to a couple of protests and I always feel like especially among my friends groups they all color it as such a great thing that everybody should do and it's like yes a lot of people should stand up for others rights you are 110% correct about that however I view it as a failure of our society if we have to do things like protest unjust murders by police officers like it's a solemn thing it's not a let's celebrate it thing or it's just so fun like it shouldn't be fun you're doing something that needs it's it's necessary and it deserves our respect and our utmost gravitas to it and that's how I see it but there are things that I've colored green on this page for positive experience like 
Um, I took a great road trip with my partner Kyle and I feel like we hadn't bonded in that way in such a long time. We needed it. But just like um, I found some phenomenal friends online and I don't know how I functioned without them before. That's been really helpful. Now on the 2021 side, things that I would like to do, I put, I want to transfer somewhere where I feel wanted. I want to feel happier in general. I want to make Dean's less. I want to make more memories. Uh, I would like to lose weight. I would like to embrace the feeling of having friends. Because like, I know I have friends. But that feeling that you have that somebody cares about you is not a feeling that I find it easy to connect with. And I left a lot of space otherwise because I intend on filling some of this in with blues and greens as things happen through 2021. And then at the bottom, I wrote six month check on page and then I left that blank because I fully intend in next summer to take the time to sit down and do an update, like how much of that did come true, kind of like a reflection. After this is my two-page future log, which is the only thing that's not really done right now because I ordered these special stamps from Australia and they're not here yet. But because they're coming in from Australia, I'm not too upset about it not being there. Um, It'll be here. It'll be fine. Anyway, the next two page, I I like to do my spreads in two page sets. That way it looks nice and pretty when I open them. The next two pages are college related. So I go to school at Wilmington University. And so one side has this watercolored, the school color green Wilmington page. And it has things like my university ID and email, uh, my admittance in my first term, and what degree I'm currently going for, which is a liberal studies associates. Um, and then, for example, spring term 2020, I earned 15 credits that semester. My GPA was 3.75. And in notes, I put made. Uh, made Dean's List and then I also put Quarantine because that happened in that time frame. Then summer 2020 the credits were 6 credits. I took more than 6 credits but I got really sick. I actually had kidney failure so um, I failed two of those classes instead of dropping out due to medical reasons like a smart person I, I didn't do that and I should have done that. So instead I only got 6 credits, but I got a GPA of 2.0 because I did really, really well in the two courses that I passed. And then fall 2020, I'm still waiting for some of the classes to come back across the board. I probably can write it in now that I think about it because I've passed all of them. I'm just waiting on... Uh, specific grades to come in but I did earn 12 credits this semester Um, if I don't get too bad of a grade in the one class that's waiting off till we come back um, it'll be 3.15 my GPA if she decides to give me a higher grade It'll be closer to 3.50, which I would be super psyched about. Um, but I'll take it or leave it. I am f- a-okay with all of that. And in the bottom, I have totals. So for the whole year, I earned 33 credits. I'm very excited about that. Um, and then on the bottom part, I have a repeat for 
spring, summer, fall 2020. We will see how that goes. And then on the other page, I have online student success. I am an online student. I really enjoy it, to be honest. Like, a lot. Um, So I wrote myself a page of the keys to my success. And they kind of boil down to time management is king. Engaging with unfamiliar content, using resources, and do the work, then edit. Those are like the four principles I run off of for time management is king. It's literally... I take the syllabus and I turn it into a to-do list. And I kind of use bullet journaling, aka what Tumblr has aptly nicknamed study blur to really carve out not just time but the tasks that matter the most at the end of the day because what I learned when I was younger like one of the reasons I didn't do too well in school is because I didn't understand the like the difference between assignment and learning I always felt like if I didn't understand something all the way, I couldn't do the work until I understood it. But the reality in college is that whatever you hand in physically is what they're going to grade you on. They're never going to look an assignment that's late and say, oh god, they really understood it. Like At the end of the day, 95% of the time, that's not going to be the case. I have had exceptions to the rule, but the only reason they were exceptions to the rule is because I turned in everything on time when I missed that one assignment. They were like, oh my god, where is it? You're such a great student. I established that reputation of being a good student, earning me the capability of of a teacher trusting me with extra time, which is why do the work, then edit is one of my big, like, things with school is because I needed to learn and I'm still perfecting and practicing the art of do the thing, then sit back and edit with the time that's left, not in vice versa. Um, Engage with unfamiliar content, so like handwritten notes and drawings for things that I'm not too sure about. Uh, outlining chart methods for definitives. So what that means is things like science, for example. I took a bio class this year and I drew out diagrams. I did charts. Like that really helped me remember but also learn because those are definitives. Those are things that it's not up for interpretation. It is what it is. Now, dialectical journaling is what the technique I use for new content in developing discussions. So like um, when I took my freshman class, we had to read this book called The Last Lecture and I absolutely did not like it. I finished the book. I even watched the video um, of the professor giving the last lecture. That's free on YouTube. And there are things that I genuinely disagree with this man about. And I journaled through my feelings and things, and that really helped in my discussion posts, because what I've learned to do more recently that's really helped out is, like, you don't always have to agree with what a teacher puts forth. Sometimes, by disagreeing, you give yourself more to talk about. And I have Grammarly on my computer, and you know how Grammarly will tell you how many words you have going for you. It really helps because teachers like to see you writing more content. Like, uh, I had a teacher write me a thank you note this year because... Actually, it was it was for the the bio class um, because we were talking about um, 
advances in hormones and like what it gives the body and she was trying to cultivate a discussion on hormones in the body and everybody went for these are the most important hormones and of course it's the same three hormones every single time because the body operates on the need of oxygen and like needing certain things to process so in that case like yes this is definitive but also like she was looking for a who's been reading the text but she was looking for conversation something more than just hey what are the three most usefuls so like when i wrote mine i was like these are the three most useful hormones in the body but um I think it's interesting to see how evolutionary... Oh, that's what it was. Most useful hormones and evolutionary change. So everybody talked about um, the, the three most useful hormones and then went into... Like, almost all of them talked about how, like, women's pelvis getting larger is a good evolutionary chain and things like that. So instead of going down that route, I talked about how... I think it's interesting that in modern days, and I even cited a couple of studies for this, how there are more and more intersex people being identified. And of course, that begs the question, is it that the science is getting to the point where they we can identify it more easily, or is the rate of intersex birth occurring more and more rapidly? And if that's the case, it can be argued that this is going to be the next evolutionary chain. And what could our bodies be prepping for and things like that. And so she wrote me a note after that discussion, thanking me because one, everybody talks about the same three things. And two, like I gave studies and I gave references and... I took a step outside of that box and it wasn't very comfortable, but at the same time, it was something that kept her as an instructor engaged and interested in what I had to say, but also like you could see a lot of my classmates struggling to apply to each other, but then they found new things to say on my post because it was so different and it allowed them to think about it in a different frame of mind and that's why I like dialectical journals because it allows you to process your thoughts and feelings on things before going into the classroom or before uh, clicking on that discussion post and seeing how everybody else reacts Like, you can see your raw thoughts before other people affect it. And I think there's a lot of value in that, studying-wise. And it's always helped me engage more with it. And the last one, of course, is using resources. English is my second language, which most people can't tell until I either try to say certain words and they realize I have no idea what I'm saying, and that happens quite frequently, or... um, my personal favorite the first time they read something I've written that hasn't been ran through a grammar check. That's always a fun moment for them to realize I, I'm just not very good at it. So for user resources, I put use plagiarism checkers, use Grammarly, use Paper Raider, things like that that help you, that help guide you without making the mistake of committing plagiarism and of course I have I wrote it as join a study team because uh, it came to my attention recently that quite a handful of colleges are not allowing um, study groups anymore because it quote-unquote encourages cheating 
which in my opinion, if a study group devalues the education that your college has, there's a problem with your college education, not with the study group. Like, the mitochondria is still the powerhouse of the cell, whether or not a specific teacher told me that. Like, that, that is a fact of life. That is a part of what you're learning. And there are a lot of people who learn best just talking to others, just shit exchanging ideas. And I get that if a teacher has a specific test that you don't want students to know the answers, one, they should be switching up that test every uh every term so that that doesn't happen but two um outside of that it's like if I'm studying with someone from a different school that shouldn't affect the information like the information in science and math is still the same the information in an English book or poem it's still the same the easiest fix for that would be to make study groups more common across universities not simply which is the other thing I've seen a lot of whenever I've brought up the idea people are like oh but you have to study with people in your college it's like no information is information you don't have to do that you could very easily just for example um One of my friends goes to Valencia College, and if me and her are taking the same class, me and her could study together because it's the same information, although they're different tests and they're different essays. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those colleges are making this harder on themselves than they should be. But I digress. I end this online student success with um, the 80-20 rule, which is 20% of effort makes up 80% of results. And I feel like this applies to college a lot because a lot of times that 20% of me just ticking off all the boxes on my syllabus and making sure I get the tasks done in a timely manner, that's going to make up 80% of my grade. And that rule has really helped because like this last semester, I had an issue with the teacher. She did not take the feedback well. And I will say the dean got contacted who fixed my grade because homegirl did not like getting the feedback she got. Like there are ethical And that's the other thing. If something feels unethical to you in a classroom, don't be afraid to explore why it feels that way. Because sometimes your gut is right. And this is one of those instances where my gut was right. And the teacher did not like that. But because I always did my work on time, because I always, I made sure my 20% was done, even after this occurrence, and she started docking me points, which professionally is not a good look for her um I still got a high B in that class because I did everything I could so even when the teacher decided to get stricter with me I still passed the class with very good grades because I did 20% of the work and that's what matters moving on in the bullet journal read through the next two pages are cleaning and finances so like I basically have a two-month spread of what cleaning looks like I don't put daily cleaning because I feel like daily those are things you do every day I always clean down the white the counters I always make my bed things like that are automatic and I don't feel to I need to sit down and write them down but sometimes like I forget to do laundry I do um, I have to remind my roommates to take out the trash because I don't have a car and it's all the way on the other side of the complex. 
Um, and sometimes I need to remember to wash my face masks. Not my personal ones, but my work ones. Because those are all uniformed and they're issued. And sometimes I forget. I also have things like bi-weekly, monthly, bi-annually. Because Lord knows bi-annually I will forget. Um, but it's... It's kind of a fun way to consider cleaning. You know? Then the next page is finances. So I have all my bills written out. And... Basically, most of my bills are split between my roommates. But uh, it it comes out to a little less than a thousand a month. And then I have... Uh, my goal-related savings trends, as I like to call it. Basically, how I am going to meet those goals by saving how much every month. Or, more accurately, every week, because I'm paid weekly. I try to make sure my savings are corresponding on a week schedule, you know? Then the next two pages are focus and schedule. Focus are things that, like, they're my priorities, but also, like, things that are immediately in the foreground. What's going on now? Which typically tend to be homework, working out, painting, media, and work. Uh, As far as priority goes, my top priority is, is work, homework working out because I'm trying to lose weight. Um, As I said, I had kidney failure this summer and doctors aren't entirely sure what caused it, but I also have a history of random cancer cells being found on and off with no source. So losing weight is important to me, not necessarily because, oh, I would look better, which low-key, I do feel that. I feel society's pressures there. But it, it comes from a place of if this is if cancer is something that might be in my future for diagnosis, um, losing the weight now will help me medically speaking for certain medications. Because I am rather close to the limit for a lot of the alternatives to harsher drugs. So instead of waiting until a diagnosis comes in and then working on losing weight and all that, I'm trying to mentally prepare myself and start forming the habits for it now. After that, uh, my priorities are cooking, cleaning, self-care, And then things that I put in focus, but not quite like a, aren't high priorities. They're more like wants are things like painting. I stream every Monday on Twitch and I, I put misc media, but in reality, I mean recording this. That's it. And then my schedule, which is literally just like wake up, shower, eat breakfast, do your makeup, go to work come home, do work, do more work, aka homework, um, misc things, which typically means, like, bullet journaling and playing video games with my friends, skincare, bed, very simple. And then after that is the next tarot card that I made, which is The Fool, but I made it for January to start. And that's kind of, well, I have other pages, but that's where I'm revising right now because I have tasks. So one of the things I want to do is contact a dentist right off the bat, which would check off one of my yearly goals of see a dentist, buy books, um, three goals that I'm going to work on specifically in January is finish a book 
paint something and save $200. And then underneath that, I have methods. And methods are basically, I want to build on certain skills and how I'm going to do that. I haven't quite worked out the methods yet. Then I, after that, the next two pages are six month goals and spring goal, uh, not spring goals, spring semester. I'm taking five classes, so I have them laid out there. Um, underneath my six month goals, I do have questions pertaining to those goals that I hope to reflect on and fill out later. So for example, um, I want to bake something new, so I wrote, my first question is, what did you bake? My next one is, what did you read? The one after that, what did you paint? And the last one is, how do you feel? And I felt like this would be a really great reflection page. Then I left space for my first January entry, and then after that, the next two pages, which I believe are pages, let me go to the index, 26 and 27 are about habits. So I have my old bullet journal for 2020 had five habits that I was tracking and that was it. In those five habits, nope. I lied. It was one, two, three, six habits I was tracking. I was tracking journaling, reading. If I, if I was taking my uh, my pills, skincare, going to work, and working out. Working out hasn't really been checked off that much this month. But everything else has, which is really awesome. Um, for next year, I'm starting off strong and adding to it. <laughs> next year, I'm tracking breakfast, journaling, studying, pills, skincare, cleaning, working out, reading, art, socialize, self-care, and work. It seems like a lot, and it kind of feels like a lot, I'm not going to lie. But the last page I have worked out right now is a habits page that talks about habits. So, for example, habits account for 40% of our behavior. That is something that a Duke University study came to the conclusion of. Um, 21 ha- days to build a habit, 90 for it to become automatic. Start simple to become consistent. And then something I got from the bullet journaling uh, method book is the obstacle is the way. So as long as you find a small way to bridge it, that simple thing to be consistent, you are solving it. And so that kind of brings us to what I've been trying to work on, which is How do I want to start making these goals habits? And how do I start building those habits? And because this is getting really long, I think that's going to be a whole other episode. See you later. Bye.